0: Welcome to the HP podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. HP's bad boy here with me. The beautiful boys, Brandon. Hey, Dustin, and Ben. Howdy. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> I'm
1: just, just a little, a little flummoxed. I need a new what? calling card at the at the H- HP's bad boy. You've been you've been trying that out for like a week now. I think it sticks. It hasn't stuck yet.
0: Yeah, this is a thing that came up at PAX. <laughs> That, I that might Boo, be the bad boy <laughs> That Boo gave me yeah. The title she gave me And I I really like it I think it fits me Who I am What I represent And what I want to put out HP's bad boy you HP's wear so. bad boy you wear He's a lot of- so
1: he's so bad and courageous He won't even ask the waiter If he can use a coupon
0: When did I not do that?
1: Damn, I was going to say He always wears black That's how you know You're a bad boy <laughs> Hey
2: I
0: did yell at someone At PAX Did you? Hard. You did
2: Yeah Okay, we yeah, were
0: trying to film legit. something. I was, it's I was on talking camera. about it. Patreon,
1: Patreon exclusive. Mm. I had to go to the award. bathroom and you like, <laughs> somebody else do it. I don't want to.
0: I honestly, the main reason so I didn't want to know way. about the coupon, I didn't know anything about the coupon. Oh. I knew I got the email, but I didn't know anything about it. Anyway. But yeah, I yelled at someone at PAX. It felt good because they yeah, were yeah. being extremely rude. What if he was
1: like a super fan and you turned him off wow. to us? I think he was just super high. He was something yeah. for
2: sure. Was something. Yeah. He was something. He was that should be a Patreon exclusive video. We could release really you yelling oh. at the guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. I, we need to put it out in one way or another. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe. I don't know. we'll see. This man just so some context just to we were clear shoot, it up. Yeah, to, we were shooting some of our videos for packs, our previews, and we were mid-video when this man wearing a hat that said "I love titties and beer" mm-hmm. came up and was trying to <laughs> fist bump Ben. Nearly in front of our, Ben was behind the camera. He was trying to fist bump Ben, nearly in our shot, insanely distracting. And so I was like, dude, what are you doing? I stopped mid mid filming. And he looked just completely bewildered that someone was annoyed at him and rejecting his fist bumps. That's right. And he just stood there. That was the most interesting part to me, is that he just stood there and stared at me. He was not in his right mind. <gasps> until I, I told him, leave, go away. Yeah, yeah. I think he might have been he under the something. influence. Yeah, under the influence <laughs> of of some kind.
2: But yeah. Even if that's a bad influence, some influence in his life has been bad. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. right. So, anyway. That that's why I have HP's bad boy. That's the I've earned the title now, wow. and then that's just. Oh, that's, well, that's when she gave it
1: to you, the title.
0: No, I don't okay. remember when. I don't remember what the context was, but that's that's my reason. Right that right would have
2: been a much more interesting backstory.
1: Maybe you should change it to that. Mm. That's true. Okay. I I heard you actually body slammed him. Yeah, I punched him in the dick. I was there and I didn't see it happen, but I heard that later. I heard right. you cured coronavirus.
2: <laughs> just, just that's it
0: just that's it bad boy wow so first of all i gotta start with just one plug this uh we just got back from pax there's lots of content and there's going to be more this week so go to our youtube channel uh we're going to be talking about some pack stuff at the end of the show so stick stick around for that we're going to be doing our normal stuff though talking about news and stuff but was a good time it was very uh very nice got lots of good stuff but i'm so excited i had to tell you now youtube.com slash handsome phantom also of course check us out on patreon patreon.com slash handsome phantom new episode of hp after dark out that you can get early right now or if you don't want to get it early it's on the free feeds episode two is out and episode three for patreon so look forward to that and so good, it's, it's good. It was a good time. Dave said it was a great episode. So, if you like Dave, wow, maybe you'll like this episode, <laughs> even though he's not in it. We, we gotta just, get Dave on the it. podcast. Yeah, yeah, man.
1: <clears throat> Dave Better after dark, up.
0: Dave after dark, dude. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nice. Are you guys ready to talk about some news? I'm yeah. so ready. I don't even know what's happening in the world. Something's happening. All right, let's talk about the big boy. GDC, Game Developers Conference, has been postponed. So throughout the week, we saw them dropping like flies. All the big developers, EA, Epic, Nintendo. I don't know if it was Nintendo, but all the big boys we saw drop off one by one. Facebook was a big one that dropped off. Yeah. And everyone was saying, when, you know, GDC, it's going to get canceled. They should cancel it. They have to cancel it. They Well, they did sort of. They right, did not yeah. cancel <laughs> it. They have postponed it. It will still, according to them, it is still going to happen. It will happen this summer. There is no firm date on when this is happening. Of course, this is all happening because of concerns about coronavirus hitting the U.S., which we did talk about extensively last week about how Sony dropped out of PAX. But the situation has rapidly changed. I think in last week we saw it last Wednesday, the um, CDC, Uh right? Uh, Put out their statement that basically was like, yeah, this is going to get a lot worse. Had
1: anybody dropped out by this point last week when we recorded? Hmm. Maybe Sony. Of GDC? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember now. I think
2: so. They probably put out the packs and the GDC thing all at
1: once, if I remember correctly. Oh, man. It's like we recorded and then we got on the plane the next morning and we got back last night and it feels like we never left now. Yeah, Mm. so like we started
2: from last week's podcast, and it was like one line of going to PAX, and now we're back here.
0: (laughs) Right. Incredible.
1: Sorry. Anyway, continue with your thought.
0: (laughs) So it's interesting. It's I was thinking back on last week's podcast and how we were talking about Sony, and we were like, why the big concern? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then within 48 hours or so of that podcast, the— this, you know, the whole statement as I was saying about the CDC right. about it was going to get much worse, and it seems like it is getting a lot worse yeah. now. It's starting to break out in multiple states, and things are happening. You got to wonder. You know, we were questioning Sony. It's starting to make a little more sense now, and you got to wonder about the mayor of Boston, mm-hmm. how he feels or what people think about his statement. Yeah, it's basically saying that Sony was being a little racist. Yeah, which yeah, which is crazy to think back on now. Yeah, it'll probably just get
2: brushed
1: under the rug, honestly. Mm. But It's really interesting. I mean, we, you know how these types of things spread, and, and it will infinitely spread. And I wonder, you have to wonder if Sony wasn't as, I mean, it's not not to say they weren't concerned about their employees, but maybe it wasn't so much they were just like, hey, we don't want our employees to get sick. But maybe it was more, we need to put pressure on the GDC organizers to not have this event Right. Because we know that that will help potentially spread the virus further. So if we back out, being knowing that they're one of the heavy hitters, maybe that encourages other people to back out, and hopefully, you know, maybe they were trying to put pressure on are, the situation are too.
2: You, are you suggesting that Sony sacrifice themselves?
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, in a way. gods. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure there's a there's a legitimate concern about their own employees and everything, right. and about and about the spread there, but there's got to be. Um, you know, there there had to be the thought that, well, if we back out, hopefully they'll cancel it. Like yeah. that's gotta be there. Yeah. And because from a business opportunity, if they're not gonna be there, they don't want anybody to be there because GDC is all I mean, a lot of it's about signing games and everything else. That's that's a big part of what happens there.
0: Right. Yeah, part of me was wondering if maybe the somehow tell me if this is crazy. Maybe Sony knew something we didn't. Like yeah. maybe they were tipped off. They're like, hey, CDC is about to come out with a report that says this shit's about to get bad. Right. And you guys should drop like someone had some insider info. Right. Yeah, I mean but it's definitely possible. Who knows? It is freaky on a on a on a personal level and Ben and I were talking about this last night is that it's like there there's it needs to be a healthy amount of concern and uh realisticness. Like, you know, like Sure, we need to be taking precautions, but it's also – there are some people that are overly freaking out, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so right now it's like PAX happened. PAX happened right as this – it was Wednesday night that this report came out, and then it was PAX. And so it's like who knows right. about all the thousands of people at PAX. Maybe someone was there. Maybe maybe it was totally fine. Well, and but- the
1: the, wor- the worst part – put, I'm putting worst in quotes. Obviously, the worst part is the sickness itself, but a really bad part about – This virus specifically is it's like, you know, between two and three weeks before you even recognize that there are symptoms or anything that you have it like it germinates for that long. Right. And so like somebody who got it two weeks prior may have come to PAX and still didn't know until the time they left. But by that point, they had infected 20 other people who will then go home to their individual cities or countries or whatever. And it's going to be six weeks and it's really hard to track down. You know where where it actually kind of erupts right not by any means is packs like the biggest thing that was happening this week i'm sure there were other conventions that were huge too not right. necessarily in gaming but um there's other things that were happening that could also lead to that but yeah i mean gaming conventions i feel like are infinitely worse for types of sicknesses because you have people putting on headphones people uh, touching controllers and yeah you can sanitize those and everything as much as you want but sometimes people don't right yeah yeah
2: yeah it definitely happens it's a scary thought but i'm glad i don't have at least any initial sickness
1: oh yeah oh yeah you're always tired and susceptible to like a minor cold even when you're bed. yeah
2: but right now aside from just my body feeling like i've been walking miles and miles a day did you have because i have (laughs) which i'm not used to um
0: i feel all right yeah it's interesting because I don't think anyone from our team has ever gotten the PAX Plague. I
1: got the PAX Plague one time with the night before we left for PAX. Oh, right. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. really the PAX Plague, but I was Pre- sick the whole time I was PAX. there. But I was very careful to not, you know. To, you were patient zero. To, I sanitized oh everything around that, that, <laughs> okay. that year. That was like three or four years ago. Yeah. So. Uh, and it was, uh, it was just a, a like a cough it wasn't anything yeah. bad but
0: i got the e3 plague oh yeah during e3 yeah did you catch that from me at all yeah you did but it was i wasn't as bad as you were okay yeah it was like undeniable that you were gonna get it we were together for literally a week 24 7 yeah, yeah kissing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, oh shit our wives wouldn't like that very much. <laughs> no no no, no. <clears throat> so also e3 has commented and they said that they are full steam ahead.
1: Yeah. on E3. Cool. They have to say that for now cuz there's still things happening around yeah. it, you know. And if if all of a sudden this thing goes quiet, which it won't. But if it all of a sudden goes quiet, they're going to move ahead with E3. But there is the very real possibility that it gets extremely worse. Mm-hmm. You know, more widespread by that point.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're talking about the Olympics and everything. Yeah. That's a different kind of games. Right. But imagine Like, what the fuck do they do if they cancel the Olympics? They're like, I'll get them next year.
1: I think they could probably. People train their whole lives for that.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like,
2: literally seven days a week, they're on the court. Yeah, it's,
1: I would be devastated.
0: You could probably, because Olympics are every other year.
1: No, well, Summer Olympics are every four years. Right. And Winter Olympics are the opposite. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you could maybe push it a year, maybe? I mean, you
2: could, but. Wow.
0: I don't know. Yeah, that's
2: this is definitely creating some interesting scenarios. So I guess we'll just have to kind of see. It's really weird. Like you're saying, like, last week we were less concerned with it, and it's definitely ramped up. Mm -hmm. So honestly, next week it could be even worse. Next week it could be cured. Mm. You know, it's just so hard
0: to say with these kind of things. They just... Yeah, I... It's so hard because Twitter especially, I feel like, is, like, the craziest... uh, Intentional or not Fear mongering right. About all this Like right. look at all this Spread its We're done for the government Trump is lying You know it's Of course it's always political uh, Which may, maybe is Maybe is Sure I don't know Yeah But uh, I feel like for me It's it, I feel like it's gonna get worse Before it gets better it's, There's no containing it No At this point it's No there's out. no way to contain it No Yeah So They've I mean They've been shutting down flights
1: Into and out of certain countries And
0: yeah well, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, maybe we should just be glad that it's this uh, virus and not Ebola for real? Yeah. yeah, which yeah, has um, always yeah. amazed me like Ebola <laughs> made a resurgence yeah, there and a few years ago, I don't know if it's just because the symptoms appear quicker or something or
1: well, I think also they already have treatments like right. this is a new type of virus that they don't even a hundred percent, as far as I'm aware, know where it originated. Bats. And there was something recently that someone who had not been around anyone who traveled or hadn't traveled themselves or something like that contracted it hmm. in some like remote town. So they're like, "Huh, maybe it's we don't know." Now yeah. we thought we had part of it figured out. And now we don't know. Weird. Yeah. Ooh, freaky. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe it's uh, a terrorist weapon. The biggest, uh,
1: the biggest concern is sneezing, from what I understand. Really? Because sneezing generates, like, it puts things out so far. The most amount of particles. And so quickly, yeah, um, that it can be really bad. But also just, like, talking. Because, mm. you know, little specks of spit are constantly flying out of your mouth that you can't see when you're talking. Right. Wow. Well, hmm. Yeah, and, oh, oh, I'm bringing it back to
2: gaming, um, I'm pretty sure I just saw China removed Plague, Inc. from their app store.
0: Yeah, they did. So that's interesting. Yeah, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> You know, I'm honestly kind of surprised it was in the Chinese App Store period. Yeah, really? uh, Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, let's move on to more happy things from this point. A new Shovel Knight game was announced just after our podcast last week called Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. And this is a puzzle game, and they showed off gameplay. There's gameplay on Handsome Phantom's YouTube channel, so Mm -hmm. check it out there. And there's lots of details on their YouTube. YouTube or not YouTube on their website about the game. There's going to be a story mode. There's going to be multiplayer, and it is pretty dang cool. Yeah, they haven't commented about platforms. I know that it definitely at PAX was running on a Switch. Uh huh. So the fact that they haven't said platforms, I'm guessing that they're tr- going to do mobile. Right. It. You oh, have to I'm assume. sure. Yeah.
1: I, I feel like if you tell people your game is going to be on mobile before it has any hype, that it just instantly halts it, right? Amongst true ga- true gamers, mm. uh, because even though there are some great games, obviously on mobile that are also on consoles, there's still the connotation, and there will be for a while because we had the whole race to the bottom, failure, app store with crap, right? It'll it'll continue to have a stigma, but eventually we're gonna start. I mean, we already see some really great games come out on mobile, but eventually you're gonna see even more power and right. Yeah,
2: yeah, I. It's really crazy because with some of the new phones, the one phone we were talking about a couple weeks ago, 12 gigabytes of RAM. Oh, yeah. Isn't that that is fucking insane.
0: Yeah, that is.
2: I mean, that that honestly, at this point, might be a little bit overkill. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless I don't know.
1: It is cool, though.
0: Well, and I think part of the reason you're seeing phones with high RAM amount is that RAM or at least was cheap. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, it's not going to get cheaper. though. Yeah,
0: I don't think so. The gameplay, though, is really interesting. I'm going to try my best to describe it.
1: I really need to watch some of our videos. We were so busy. (laughs) A lot of our content I haven't even seen yet, so I don't even know what the premise is.
0: You control Shovel Knight, but it's on... Think of, like... I don't want to say Candy Crush, because Uh it's not like a full grid of icons. It's like they fall down, like Puyo Puyo or something like that. And Shovel Knight, then you move him around, and he can slash stuff, and damage enemies and mm-hmm. so and you damage enemies in groups and when you damage you also take damage so once you kill something you're probably going to need to find a health vial on the screen that will heal you i'm not i feel like i'm not doing a good job explaining it no it no, makes sense yeah no,
2: no i i feel like you are and there's like
0: keys and treasure chests yeah. you can find and shit keys will appear and you need to find those to open the treasure chest you right. also get special abilities that you'll like clear a full cross on the screen of enemies right or clear a big group of enemies so it's an interesting dynamic of where i was screwing up and i was playing the demo initially was i wasn't watching my health just because in a game like this you're not worried (laughs) about dying right no i
2: i was doing the same thing i needed to really train myself to kind of (laughs) watch that or or you're just not effective
0: right so you gotta watch your health. You gotta be getting those potions. I'm really disappointed I didn't even at least try it out. Yeah. yeah. It's but cool. It, it was cool. So look forward to that. That's gonna be a cool one. Of was,
2: course. Hmm? I was gonna say, I don't mean it. I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but that was the first game I played at the show. Oh. Uh, very dur- nice. During media hour, I was walking around trying to decide what I wanted to play. And I was
0: like, Yacht Club's right here. Let's yeah, check dude. it out. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And Knight uh, Dig was there as well, which I don't believe was a new demo. But uh, it was still very cool. We also have a gameplay video of that on our YouTube channel. So check it out for show. Sure. All right. Let's talk about an interesting little story here. Mainly, I put this in the news because I got a take on it and I wanted to voice it. Cool. So do it. Let's hear it. OK, the long dark. Do you guys know this game? Yes, it's like a survival I game. I'm aware of it. So the developer, his name is uh, Raphael Von Lerop has asked NVIDIA to take his game off of GeForce Now. Here is his tweet. It says, quote, Sorry to those who are disappointed you can no longer play The Long Dark on GeForce Now. NVIDIA didn't ask for our permission to put our game on the platform. What? So we asked them to remove it. Please take your complaints to them, not us. Devs should control where their game games exist. So. How is it even possible that they would have it on there without asking, though? Here's the thing. And the people, I think, online were in agreement with me. I you think posted it's... this? No, I didn't post it. Oh, oh. I Just understand. people were responding. People don't understand how GeForce now works. Yeah. GeForce does not sell you games. Right. You buy games on your Steam account. Right. Right. And then you're renting a PC to stream them to you. But that's still only compatible with certain games. Yes. Currently, yeah. So I'm not really sure why this developer would be upset. Because if you have a list, let's say there's you know hundreds of thousands of Steam games probably at this point. Yeah. And let's say a hundred of them work on GeForce Now. And your game works with it. Right. Then you're part of a select amount. Yeah, That might encourage people to buy your game to use on their service. The only thing I could
1: rationally think of is if they're worried about performance issues making the game look worse. Mm. So let's say, you know, GeForce Now isn't pulling its weight and things are laggy. If you're streaming or if there's video from it or whatever, maybe they're worried that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I
0: guess the difference is like Parsec, you can run a computer off Parsec. Right. And you can play literally any game on that. Yeah. And technically but, the same issues could happen. But they
1: don't but then they don't know. Right. Yeah. Like hmm. the it's not a compatible there's not a compatibility list. Anything you can play on a PC, you can play on yeah. Parsec. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a weird a weird dilemma
2: there. I mean, I I kind of see it from both sides, probably more on Nvidia's side. I mean, like you said, they didn't sell them the game. Right. Right. They're not like, you know, getting dollar signs from the game itself. Right.
0: So apparently, in a follow up, NVIDIA did remove it and they did apologize because they didn't ask permission, which seemed, they, there was an oversight on their part, which seems weird, but whatever. They offered to give him like a graphics card for free or something, which right. he should take. Those are expensive. But, uh, and they said that he was like, yeah, we, We may return in the future. It's just the fact that they didn't have permission and we weren't aware.
1: Like Brandon said, I can see the perspective, but they're not, they're not, there's nothing you're actually, what do you have to grant access to? Right. Yeah.
2: Because they've already bought the game once. And so to me, that's saying like, Hey, I've already bought your game and there's this service that has nothing to do with you. And you're telling me that I can't use the game on this service.
1: Right, It's not like it's Stadia where you have to buy the games and they put it on there and collect the money.
2: Yes, Yeah, that's different. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So if you
2: follow the money, it doesn't lead back to the game here. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or it doesn't lead back to NVIDIA is what I'm trying, I guess. Right. Right.
0: Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. NVIDIA should have asked, but also it seems like there should have. If I was that developer, I would have been like, hey, cool. guys, <laughs> you didn't ask about this. And that's OK. Let's work out the let's details. Let's work out the contract, though. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: I suppose, to some extent, if they're using that game in any way to market their company, yeah, you could, I can understand.
0: That makes sense to me, too. Yeah. Hmm, I didn't think about that. All right. Let's move on. Death Stranding. PC trailer is out. It's coming out June 2nd, 2020. I don't know if that was known.
1: I don't think the exact date was known before. Right. Yeah.
0: And the big thing about this trailer, they showed off as ultra-wide support, high frame rate, yada yada. All the stuff we expect from PC ports, but specifically, a little crossover with Valve. And there will be Half-Life related stuff in the game. So weird. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. I was thinking about it today, and I think it's so stupid. Is it optional? Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming,
2: mean, yeah. You would think it would have to be optional. Isn't it just cosmetic stuff?
0: Right. Yeah. So it's like... Oh, Sam can wear a head crab on his head. He can have a the valve thing on the back of his head. It was so it looks so stupid. Yeah.
2: Dude. It's so gimmicky. I think it is gimmicky, but a lot of games do this. I don't really have that much of a problem with it personally.
1: But you're um, not interested
2: in playing it either. But, but I haven't played the game. Um but that is something that I am actually interested in that game. Right. But, I guess
0: it is just fun yeah. for people who like that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, and it is completely optional. So, you know, if they didn't make it optional, sure, that'd be fucked. But
0: I don't. Know. Kojima has also put monster in his game. Yeah. Monster energy drink.
2: Yeah. So like, <laughs> I think that's more offensive than right putting yeah, monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: But uh, <laughs> Dustin, hmm. is this going to tempt you?
0: No. Not
1: at all. This and, doesn't tempt you, but you still want to play it on PC? No. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: you don't want to play it on PC at I'm, all? I'm done. I'm okay. good. I thought Death trading was amazing. My Probably my favorite game last year, but I'm not right now. I have no interest in playing it again.
2: I will tell you, even if you don't buy it, I wish I could see it run on your PC.
0: Yeah. I am curious about that. I think Horizon. Oh. At the right price, I will. I will peep oh, on PC. Very good. For sure.
1: Is Sony publishing it on PC? Who's publishing it?
0: Uh, I'd have to you'd have to assume Sony's publishing it. Yeah. Since it's uh it's a first party studio, right. Not a second party like Kojima. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I didn't know though if they'd farmed that out to somebody because they don't really publish they haven't really published much on PC in the past.
0: I'm trying to think of an example of them ever publishing anything on PC.
1: I'm sure they could figure it out. Right. They could easily go over to a major publisher and poach somebody who knows how to run it. So
0: yeah. Right. Okay. GOG. Good old games. Good old games. Owned by CD Projekt. That's their, their storefront, kind of like Steam. Their big thing is no DRM. Mm-hmm. They have old games on there, and they make the old games work on your PC. They have stuff, new stuff on there, too. Like, they just added the Dishonored franchise on there. Yeah. They have announced a new return policy, or refund policy. Quote, starting now, you can get a full refund up to 30 days after purchasing a product, even if you downloaded, launched, and played it. That's it.
1: That's insane.
0: Now, I didn't do enough research on this, and I thought about this as I was pulling it up. I saw a headline that developers aren't – some of them aren't happy about oh, this. I wouldn't be happy about it. They weren't even informed of it happening.
1: hmm
0: So, Ben, Business Ben. Yeah. That's your nickname when I have a business question for you on this show. Okay. Very creative, I know. What do
1: you think about this? I think when you said it just now, I hadn't heard it before because, like I said, I've been out of the loop for the last week. Uh, I'm not someone who thinks of myself as being dishonest. Mm. I tend to try to be very moral. And and I was even like, hmm, so could I, like, buy a game and then beat it and return it? Right. Just for fun? Yeah. Like, that's not right. But that, that was my—so if you're someone who's already going to game the system— Are you not going to game it more?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And by the way, why would they do that a couple months or, you know, six months before their biggest game, like their game, comes out? I think their game would be long enough.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but. Maybe you couldn't reasonably, like, if you had. If you weren't, like,. You, you had a job.
1: But there are plenty, <laughs> plenty of people who are going to play Cyberpunk 2077 for 10 hours and decide it's not for them anymore. Right. But if there was no return policy like that, they would have already bought it and spent the money. Yeah. In this instance, they they don't have to keep it. And yeah. I'm not saying maybe it's pretty consumer friendly that if you don't like a game, you can return it and get your money back. I get that. But also, like, isn't that going to hurt sales at all? I, think, I don't know. I think there's a sweet spot there. I think 30 days is a lot.
0: Yeah,
2: I think f- like forty-eight hours is reasonable.
0: Here's the other thing about GOG: there's no DRM, right? So you buy Cyberpunk, you download it, you burn it to a disc, then you ask for a refund. Yeah, you still have the game. Play it on an air gap. I mean, you just—it's—it's it's like the old school days when you just could install a game, right? That's it. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of beautiful. i mean i don't know ben i feel like this is just asking for uh people to not pay for shit
1: but i suppose okay so when you talk about like cyberpunk for instance that's cd projects game Mm -hmm. if they want to do that with their game whatever right but i feel i do feel a little badly for other developers who have put their games on gog and now they're gonna get a different perhaps like uh, what's the word different terms essentially Right so I'm sure that there was Something built into their original contract That Gog didn't have to go back and ask Them all if this was okay for their game yeah So yeah It's interesting I also Have a feeling that they have some kind of policy Like if you're somebody who goes on And buys a game and then returns it Every week right they're gonna eventually Like catch on yeah, yeah
2: I mean that's you Also one game. way very easily To tell that You just log how many returns there are. And if it seems egregious.
0: I wish there was, you know, I feel like it should be somewhere between Steam and what GOG does, because Steam is you have a certain amount of days and up to two hours of playtime or something, which is very reasonable to me. It's reasonable and it's generous, honestly. Yeah, I wish it was like a tiny bit more. Yeah, because there i I mean, I've used the refund policy and I'm not trying to, to game the system. You like, just legitimately didn't like the game. Right. I yeah. bought Boneworks. I played it for about an hour and was like, eh, I don't know if it's quite polished enough yet for me. Right. So I returned it.
1: Great. Now, do you get a refund in full or do you get credit back on the store? Full. So you get it like back on your credit card or whatever.
0: Yeah. I think it comes out of my PayPal and it just put 30 bucks or whatever back in my PayPal. I'm sorry. I was talking about uh, GOG. GOG. Uh, I'm a, I don't know. I'm assuming it's that straight up. Because like GameStop
1: now, if you return a game, they give you your money back, but in form for another game. Right. I'm pretty sure that's the way they work. Yeah. Which is like, they're still going to get your money either way. Yeah. So at least there's that. But, man.
0: Yeah. Interesting stuff with that that, uh, policy. We'll see how it shakes out.
1: Sony's policy, if you've even launched the game, you can't return it.
0: Yeah. They do have exceptions, though. Yeah. Very rarely. I bought rapper the rapper.
1: Yeah. And, that that and was, they, yes.
0: They let me return it. That's
1: because there were mass amounts of people.
0: Yeah, they weren't happy with yeah, the Yeah, it was just delay. awful. Bravo yeah.
1: team? No, not, yeah. Bravo team? They wouldn't let you? They would not let me.
0: Wow. Yeah. Broken
2: games. That doesn't seem as much of an issue, at least recently.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah, for the most part, games have been working at launch. For the most part. For the most part, yeah. Okay. This is a quick one. Halo Combat Evolved is now on PC Mm -hmm. on the Master Chief Collection. Wow. So you can download that if you have Game Pass. I downloaded it. Popped up on Steam today for me. Oh, yeah. So I downloaded it. This includes the – this is the uh, anniversary edition. So you can play the better graphics or the old graphics at a 4K. Yeah. So I got that downloaded. Check that out. Finally, last but not least, before we get into some talking about packs – New games are coming to PlayStation now in March. I want to start including these because I always talk about Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. We should talk about PlayStation now because it's starting to be even better. Here are the new games coming in March. Control. Dead or Alive 5. Last round. NASCAR Heat 3. Knights of Azure and Knights of Azure 2. Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13. Is there 13 games in this franchise? Apparently. Holy shit. (laughs) Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, Toikeden two, and Twikidin, uh Kiwami Warriors All Star, and Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. So the big ones there are Control, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Wolfenstein Two.
1: So for until you kept talking for a minute, yeah, you said PS Now, and I totally heard PS Plus, and I was like, "What are they Whoa, doing? All these games, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> something's different, right?" So uh, yeah, and of course PlayStation. I think we talked about PlayStation Plus last week. You yeah, get that Sonic. You know, get get in yeah, there. To say, it wasn't God of War? Or no, wait. What was just added recently? Shadow of the Colossus.
2: That's what it
1: was. And uh, Sonic Forces. Yeah, yeah. The Sonic I'm excited to play Shadow of the Colossus, even if just to poke around for a minute. Yeah, that's right. All, yeah, I know Brandon it. hates it, but <laughs> I'm not into
0: it. I was thinking about downloading Sonic Forces for the for the the lulls. Yeah, I'd know? actually be into that. I'm gonna check it out. Why not? My kids yeah. will like
1: it. I mean, I'll like it too, probably, because it's Sonic. But
0: are your kids Sonic fans? I don't know if they know who Sonic is. Ooh, better off, honestly. <laughs> Not that Sonic is inherently bad, right? Get them into something better. If you introduce them to Sonic, there's a pretend, a pre- like there's just a chance then that they're going to become one of these weird Sonic fans. True. You never know.
1: I think I'm definitely going to wait till Sonic comes to the home options. Oh, for the before movie? I let them see it. Right. Yeah. Before they let them know it exists, because I don't want to go to the theater and see it with them.
0: Guys, I saw furry at PAX.
2: So did
1: I. Was it a furry or were they cosplay?
2: I'm surprised I did not see more furries. Actually, yeah. You should, I feel like I've seen more before, but I guess mostly
0: they have their own cons now. True. They they do. They have one of the big ones <laughs> is here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, Maybe. lots of fucking. Lots of no, no. lots of debauchery. <laughs> it's probably one of those things you have to assume. With every community, yeah, there are bad eggs and bad sex of the community, right? No oh, pun intended there's, there.
1: There's debauchery in everything. Right. We talked about the Olympics earlier. The Olympics are supposed to be like one of the worst places. like, first of all, like a lot of the athletes are incredibly promiscuous. And I mean, do what you want. Massive right. OGs at the Olympics. Like there are there are it's like a known thing that there's a lot, a lot of sex at the Olympics, and there's also a lot of like slave trading as far mm. as sex slaves oh, and everything. Yeah. I don't know that there's anything with like kids, but there's certainly like oh, you could, you can get women or, or men if you want to with money.
0: It's like the the top human trafficking event in the United States is the Super Bowl. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked
1: up. So, my point is, there's bad in everything, right? L- let the furries do what they want to do. It's like you know, there's but just quit. Quit messing up the streets in Pittsburgh. That's all I'm saying.
0: There's atheists that aren't a- assholes, right? But the assholes are the ones that are most well known, right? Same, same with, with Christians. Same with Christians, yeah. And maybe the same with furries. We don't know. Probably well, everyone's shitty.
1: You know, a furry <laughs> that I know was a furry has never been mean to me. You know a furry? No, no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying like someone who I know to be a furry, like mm. see see them in their furry outfit, never been mean to me. No, I've never. They may have talked
2: tried to, to, to someone
0: you. in suit. Oh. I don't know if I could. Do you think they would want to dustin because I'm not a furry? Maybe certain furries are into that kind of dynamic. They go outside right, uh, of their species enough. enough. I'm 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 calling a fucking <laughs> calling a out. <timeout laughs> I'm calling again. a
2: timeout. Enough.
0: All right. So, I knew it was going to be a, a light news week, and so I wanted to just talk about packs, talk about our experience. Yeah. And have a nice recap. Recap of some stuff that we played and ride out the last bit of the show on that
1: are we doing uh, dreams and shout
0: outs here we will be doing dreams and shout outs. okay
1: yes cool. but well since we're talking about packs my shout out was going to be to the handsome phantom team for all the work we did at go ahead and
0: just we'll you'll just do just a dream later yeah that's fine so that's what i'm do, saying that's this yeah. is
1: my shout out this okay. is um to all to all the work our team did i mean we had six people uh as of Tuesday night, we're at, like, 35 pieces of content uh, with probably 15-ish more or more yeah. coming. Yeah. And lots of work put in by everybody. And obviously, the, a lot of the stuff that's still coming is video because that takes longer than – because you have to shoot it and then edit it and then everything. Whereas, you know, a written piece, not that that's easy, but it's just, like, you type it up and you're done. Uh, so got a lot more coming um, Pretty yeah. proud of the work we did. It felt like a lighter year. I think we booked a few fewer appointments, but we ended up with more pieces of content. After sometimes you just see something on the show floor that you weren't anticipating, or we have some stuff where we have a direct feed, and we also have a written piece, and we also have a video going up for it. Uh, so that's cool. You get three pieces of content on one thing, so th- that'll appeal to different people in different ways. But I'm just I'm pretty happy, and I've already gotten some feedback, which we all always do. From a couple different PR people and publisher people who were like, Hey, y'all are doing great work.
0: Yeah.
2: We appreciate it. I'm super that. proud of everyone. So
0: Yeah, I have to give a special shout out to Sabrina. Yeah. It was our her first time coming with us, and she did a great job. For she sure. it was cool because I'm I'm the the HP video boy, along with being the bad boy. But uh, Sabrina, <laughs> you're really leaning into that, aren't Sabrina you? Sabrina is also a video professional Yeah, and Emmy nominated twice, twice nominated. video professional. So it was so awesome to have her along and have her not only assist me in what we wanted to do, but really kind of take charge in some ways. Go yeah. out, shoot B-roll, you know, be, not only be on camera, but on camera. And uh, she did a a really fantastic job. And I'm sure for her it was scary. And I've thought about this for both Dave and Cam who came before her. That Dave knew us at least before. He had met us one other time before he went to PAX with us. Right? Right. And Cam had met me one other time beforehand. But to go in blind, it's like, hey, I'm going to live. Live with these people for five days. With these four or five (laughs) dudes. Yeah. Who knows what they're going to be like. Right. And... So that takes a certain amount of courage. So, yeah, they did a great. Everyone, she was on the ball. She was on the ball. So, let's talk about what we played.
1: Cool. Cool. Go ahead, Ben. Me? Yeah, you. (laughs) So I probably played. Other than maybe Dustin, I'm not sure exactly. Probably played the least amount of anybody, just because my role is more uh, usually. Booking a lot of stuff and then making sure everybody's getting to their appointments and coordinating things. But I still did play a few things. One of the standouts for me um, was a game that I don't know if I'll even play when it releases. Whoa. But I can recognize uh, quality in it is, what I, is kind of the approach I was going for. Sure. And that is a game called Other Side. It's O-T-H-E-R-C-I-D-E. And it's a super stylized tactical RPG. With like really deep menus and uh, it's turn-based, obviously. Uh, The story was a little cloudy to me just because the developer was there and I wasn't. Uh, he was there explaining things to me and I wasn't necessarily reading all the titles and the things that were going on. But the menus are just super deep. This is definitely a game that I don't know if it's for me, but for someone who wants to get really immersed into their game, to put invest a lot of time into it, to be able to upgrade their characters, really cool. Two things that I'll say about this game that are not in a lot of other tactical RPGs that I've seen, and I haven't played a ton of them, so I could be, you know... uh wrong on these things but i i don't notice in a lot of these other games because i watch a lot of gameplay one there's a bar on the bottom that shows everyone's moves and when they're going to happen and it shows you like real time as you select a different attack or something uh, or a a buff or a, a power up or something that shows you where they then move to in the timeline as opposed to just doing it and then finding out they get moved up or back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing that was really cool about this, one of the gameplay mechanics, is that in order to heal one of your characters, you have to kill another character. And Whoa. then that character that you heal, uh, and then you can spawn a character if you have the resources. You can spawn a character for the sole purpose of destroying them to uh, heal yourself, heal your other characters. But part of the cool thing is that the character you heal uh, some of the properties some of the the features of the character that is sacrificed for them uh are actually like absorbed into that character 's being, I guess mm-hmm. you could say so just really cool um the thing that drew me to it, and I booked it because the art style was so cool it's all it 's mostly black and white with some really vibrant reds and whites uh and just it 's very dark and mysterious. That's what drew me to it, and then I, even knowing that it was a game, I wasn't really interested in. And I was like, "No, I'm. I want this appointment because just because it's a game that I'm not familiar with the style as much, and I still really enjoyed it. So that's one I would definitely keep an eye on.
0: Awesome, Neat.
1: We got a video sometime later this week coming for that.
0: Yeah, coming. Yeah, I'm gonna talk real quick. About my special appointment of the week, special appointment because it was off-site. That's when you know shit's getting serious. That's right. At PAX,
1: we had quite a few of those last year, and this year I think we only had four or five. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So my special uh, shit serious appointment was with Square Enix, Uh checking out Outriders, and this game really surprised me how much I liked it, just because. I wasn't sure how I felt when I initially saw it because I feel like the, the branding and what you see on the surface is kind of generic uh-huh. looking, but I actually thought it was really cool. So, if you haven't seen anything yet, it's a third person shooter that is, uh, you can play with your friends, co op, and you level up, you have special abilities, and you have a weapon system and armor system that is very similar to Destiny. So it's kind of this mix of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. The developer, people people can fly, have worked on Gears of War. They made Gears of War Judgment. They also made uh uh what's that the game that they're most well known for? They just re-released. I can't remember. But they had Duke Nukem in it. Bullet Storm. Bullet Storm. Yeah. They made Bullet Storm. And this game just I feel like is a mix of so many things. So because it has like the destiny element of the armor. It had The combat reminded me sort of like Gears of War in the way that I was hiding behind cover, clicking in, and then being able to jump over and run to the next one. Uh And there was also special abilities that reminded me of like Mass Effect or something. So I was playing as a pyromancer, and I had one that would like shoot like a, a wave of flames straight at someone from a distance. Wow. And one of them would cover an entire area with fire. But... The other people on my team had different ones. One of them was like a close range type thing. And one of them was like a brawler type thing going on. I can't speak to those as much just because I was only seeing their abilities when I was playing. Right. But it's kind of an interesting story. It's like people going out, leaving Earth to try to find a new planet. turns out the new planet has some sort of weird fucking anomaly and some kind of weird um, fungus shit that's killing people and your character goes into hibernation when shit starts to go down and wakes up 30 years later. So all the people from earth have arrived on this planet with all this weird shit and they tried to establish a base or something and it didn't work out. And there's war and it's like that Matt Damon movie. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it was, it was neat. And I think it's going to be pretty cool. The, uh, The demo was like two hours long. So I played basically the beginning of the game up to the first uh, major boss. So that's cool. It was cool. And I was uh, surprised. And I was talking to them a little bit afterwards. It sounds like I don't know if this has if this is coming out on current gen. I know it's getting it's coming out really, really close Uh to next gen. So I think this is we can probably expect to be. Around launch of next gen Potentially a next gen game I'm wondering if they even really know What they're doing yet I mean I'm sure there's a plan Right Maybe. I don't know they You were mean as kinda, far as
1: Someone was as asking as about date? it And they yeah. were
0: being kind of coy But uh-huh. I think they were kind of like A wink and a nod like Yeah it's going to be on next gen Yeah I just don't know why you wouldn't announce it As next gen right now
1: Because Well Yeah I don't know That's a good question Maybe yeah. that's going to be a reveal Later down the road yeah. Right
0: Randy. Yes. Tell me about a game. Cool.
2: Um, so I had a fantastic appointment with Annapurna, um, one of my favorite publishers. And uh, I played a really cool game. It's called, um, I always butcher the name, Ma- Maquette. Maquette. And I keep wanting to call it Marquette, but it's Maquette. Um, so this is a first person puzzle game, single player, and that's so not my style necessarily um but it is a game it seems to be about a love story between two people um and i was almost even getting a little emotional during the demo um Mm. it was visually stunning um and uh i don't know it just seemed like something that typically wouldn't appeal to me but i was actually very interested in um and you know a couple different times Um, It broke out into a really cool uh, sequence where it zoomed in and there was drawings, like it was a hand-drawn scene coming out in front of you. Um, There was a really neat mechanic where the entire map was a mini version in the center of the map, Mm -hmm. like a little tiny display train set. You, You know how you'd see like a little house, but it was where you were. So you would see something in this little display set and you'd pick it up and it would remove it from the world. So, yeah, so there was really cool puzzle aspects and I enjoyed this a lot because, like I said, it's something that I don't think I typically would be gravitated towards, but it was so beautiful and the story seemed very interesting to me. It seemed very romantic, which is something that I'm typically not drawn to in games. So
1: Because you hate love.
2: Yeah, I fucking hate it. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But it was amazing. I enjoyed
1: what I played.
0: I watched someone playing this for a minute. And I hate when people comment on this, but I, just from an interesting level, don't take this as what the game's going to be like. I was really surprised they were showing off this game. Yeah. it Because it was framing as early? fuck. Well, it was it announced. so early.
1: I think it was announced the first day of the show. Yeah. Right.
0: It, it was announced the day of the announced show. Announced and
1: playable the same day. Yeah.
0: Which, again, no one should take anything they play at a show as, unless right. they tell you it's final build or something right. like that. No one should take that as what it's going to be like when you buy it. But honestly, I just saw that and I was like, whoa, bold mood for them to show this off right now because that is looking pretty chonky.
1: Yeah. Right there now. was a game, and I won't say what it was. Just, I don't know if it's supposed to be public knowledge because I think the guy even said to me off the record, but the build they were showing looked great, seemed great. But he even said, like, this is not representative of the end game. This is actually a five month old build. Whoa. And I was like, wow, five month old build at a huge show. Like Pax is a huge show, but it's mostly a consumer show.
2: Yeah. Right. You know? Well, I mean, I guess they have to get it like contained enough that it's okay for a uh for presentation, right? So maybe they were trying to get the new build ready, but it mm-hmm. just you know,
0: there was just something about it. Right. Then we had a demo, which I won't say what the name of this game either, that we were having a couple of different bugs happen.
1: Oh yeah. And yeah. it's so
0: it's so awkward. It's not awkward, but I know that the developer is like feeling embarrassed potentially. Right. At least I know I would feel embarrassed if I was demoing a game, my game and it kept breaking. So I'm like, "Oh, it's okay." You know, trying to make a joke because to try to ease the tension, but it really is okay.
1: Well, mo- yeah. yeah, it is okay, but the the most interesting thing just a little inside baseball I think people like that oh, is yeah. We were behind closed doors and on a guided... I mean, you still were controlling it, but it was a guided um, demo where the developer was telling you what to do and everything. And I thought the reason it crashed a few times was because it was like a different build. But then I found out someone else on our team played that game on the floor where it was playable for just anybody to walk up to if they waited in line and they had some of the same issues happen.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: That's that's where the difference hits me. Like, if you're going to put a build on the show floor, make sure it's not going to crash on somebody three or four times. If it's behind closed doors and it's way early and you explain that to the person who's seeing it, and, like, I think there was even one point where that person said to you, like, don't do this or this will happen. And a couple months later, you accidentally did it. And he was like, yeah, sorry, that's a known bug. Okay, that's totally fine. But when you put it on the show floor for just, like, Random Joe Schmo video game lover for 2069 to play.
0: That's that's tougher for me. I don't know, man. It's interesting thinking about this now that we've had a a lot of years of experience doing this. I I just don't understand. I know that PAX is a huge opportunity to get eyes on your game. Uh I played a game last year that will remain nameless, mainly because I don't remember the name, but I won't describe it. That was so... Not only early on a technical level, but on a gameplay level that was so early and, quite frankly, bad. I'm like, this is hurting you, showing this game right now. You should have stayed home, honestly. And not that your game's always going to be shit. Right. But it is right now, and you're you're hurting more than you're doing good. But then you have
1: other games, and I will say this one, like Star Renegades, that Dave played last year and really liked. And then they gave us some footage. I think they even let us capture it, and we put it up, and they were like, please make sure you put that it's like alpha build. We don't want anybody thinking this is the final build. But the mechanics and everything were solid, and I think they've added a couple of things, but mostly they just updated the art style and the way that's it's presented, and it looks even better now. But it didn't right. look bad then. Yeah. And so you have those types of things that they do come around, and they do show that they're better than they were the first time they showed it off, but they're still protective of that first showing, that they don't want it to be... Um, You know, they don't want people to think that's the final thing. Right. When they're gonna improve it further.
0: Do we wanna talk about any more inside baseball stuff? I feel like people like that. You've got stuff to talk about, yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm just trying to think what we could say about it about as far as like how we how we manage packs. I mean uh
2: I don't know, we just kinda like get a game plan in the morning of what all we want to cover.
0: And then, well, it's a lot more than that oh, yeah. I don't think that's, that's really that was, <laughs> please like, don't wait. do that to me <laughs> It's nope, more like just it, that yeah the the process is it we it, i wish it was longer it's like this year it was like what two weeks, two or three weeks well, I started
1: okay, so from the very beginning if people aren't if people aren't interested in this, skip like five minutes or something, yeah, but from the very beginning uh of like October. We start booking things like our Airbnb. We started submitting our credentials and everything in November, I think it was. Uh, our flights were booked. <coughs> Excuse
0: me. Flights cron- were booked. corona's acting up. Yeah, corona's
1: <laughs> Our flights were booked in like October, November, um, something like that. But then normally PAX sends out the media list to people a few months ahead so they can start reaching out and booking things. This year they didn't do it till two weeks or maybe three weeks ahead. So a lot of our bookings came late fast and furious up until through the convention, which always happens to some extent but uh like if a if a rep isn't getting enough bookings, they'll send out something reminding you while you're on the show floor even that you can come see their game uh but uh basically what happens is let's not even talk about the um uh about the the lodging or the the airfare you know that's all like everybody does that. But one of the things that happens when we start getting these invitations is you wait a little while for some of them to pile up and start ranking them. I actually have a spreadsheet where I put every game we get an invite for and then an interest level, at least my interest level. And then I, I give it a little time and then start looking at those, seeing how their trailers have dropped and how they've been and if they've gotten much reception and then checking out some other footage. And I probably spend five-ish, to five to ten minutes on every game that we get, unless it just looks like trash in the in the um, press release that they send out. Uh, and, you know, trying to consider how they would do uh, for video, trying to figure out if we should get B-roll for them, uh, trying to figure out if we should just do straight-up direct capture for them or something like that. Uh, And then I'll spend a little more time on each of those games. And then I start booking and then get suggestions from the team on things they would like to see that maybe I didn't see value in, but they would have. One of the games like um, Sabrina gave Kiwi her game of the show for her 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 editor's editor's choice. choice. Yeah, her editor's choice of the show.
0: (laughs) The the the, or the misspeak that has kept happening somehow for some reason.
1: She gave it her game of the show, which is editor's choice. Right. Um, It was a game that I saw and was not even slightly interested in. Yeah, but she thought it looked cute. Wanted to play it. Ended up loving it, and gave it an award. You know, so like there's things that I don't see that you all do, and there's things that you all see that I don't, or whatever. You know, you get it. Uh, So that happens, and then start assigning them out. Try to assign them based on who I think will best, who will most like them, who will have the best experience. If it's a super tactical RPG. I know that Phil isn't probably going to like those games. But if it's a... That doesn't mean he won't get those appointments because it may be necessary, but it's not the first thing I'm going to book him for. But if it's a story-driven, for lack of a better word, walking simulator, I know that Phil is going to enjoy that and like it. So I'll try to give him that. You don't always want to just... You know you don't always want to... Just like you don't want to review games that you know you're going to love or hate. You don't always want to check out games that you know you're only going to love and hate, but it doesn't hurt. Right. Um, Yeah, like this time, I...
2: My first day, I had two tactical RPGs. That's and, right, and that isn't necessarily something I always play, but honestly, it was really awesome, and I want to start playing more in the genre because of what I played. So yeah. it's
1: yeah. Okay. So then, once we check out the game, sometimes we go ahead and get you know direct capture during the show or during our appointment. Other times, it's if it's a game we didn't think we should, or we didn't know that we could. We'll ask if we can set up an appointment to come back and get some direct capture so that we can do a video with them. Sometimes we think a game's going to be awesome or that it's going to have amazing content for us. And we get there and it's like, Nope, this was not one of those games. <coughs> got that. I still got that coffee. Um, so, you know, things can change on the fly and you can, we can, re- you know, record videos and stuff for games we didn't even have on our radar. Um, and then there's like, I don't know, probably f- at least half a dozen games that different people saw that weren't on our, uh, for instance, Man Eater. I right. think during the press hour, a few of you, or uh, maybe it was after the press hour, I don't remember, went and saw Maneater, yeah. which I saw come through, and I thought, this looks freaking dumb. And nobody thought that we should put it on our on our list. Nobody mentioned it to me. A couple of you just went and played it. It ended up being one of the most popular games amongst our team for the week. The booth was always packed 100%, so I reached out during the week asked if we could get some b-roll for it we went back and got it that should be up fairly soon probably by the time you're hearing this uh for a regular release it ended up being like a a breakout of the show like something we all really enjoyed and thought was fun but it's you know so you just got to be able to be flexible and, and be on the fly like that too in addition to all that thorough planning And then you have some games where you set up an appointment, it's going to be a private viewing, you set up a time and a place, you have the guy's phone number, and they just don't show up. And you're like, what the heck? (laughs) Right, We wanted to do content for you, that's what you're here for, and you didn't show up to your appointment. But that's pretty few and far between. Most developers are very good. Yeah. So that's just a little inside baseball on how things work It starts many months ahead So, so like I was show. saying
2: The morning of Yeah the morning wake up, up.
1: <laughs> There yeah. were mornings Where we didn't have Who was gonna see what uh, As far as appointments But they were always like Those appointments oh, were, they were almost ready. always red- ready yeah. It was just Who's actually gonna go To the appointment Right Right yeah.
2: yeah Like Ben said Sometimes you gotta Be willing to adapt
0: PAX this year I feel like was fucking hard Yeah Like I don't know It's interesting Cause it, It's it's made me realize a lot of people think about game journalism as like an easy job or something, but like man, PAX this year it was like we were up. I was up at my alarm went off at six fifty every day because we all had to shower and get ready and make sure everything's good to go on the bus, get to the show. We leave the show, so and then we're doing shit constantly all day. I didn't walk around the show floor by myself doing with no intention until. The last day. Mm-hmm. So it was like constantly. And I know most of the team was like that. The yeah. whole time we were oh, constantly yeah. place to place to place. Right. We don't leave the show floor until six-ish. Yeah. Seven sometimes. And then you have to eat and then you got it home and. um Make more content. Maybe make more <laughs> yeah. content. You know, make more content. I think Friday night was the night that we fully just partied at the predator party. Yeah. But get to bed at like one or two. And then do the same thing again yep. the next day. It's like so much walking, yeah. but it's so rewarding.
2: Yeah, it's and we and can and want it's to so do it every year. We so insanely it. fun. And honestly, this year may have been one of the most physically grueling on my body, but that's because you're old now. Yeah, right. Um, but has been the most rewarding. So that's a good trade-off. I will take that ten out of ten times.
1: And really where it's the most rewarding is, like, today when I send someone some content that we've put up and they respond and say, it's, you know, and this isn't a direct quote, but, you know, it's obvious that you all do more and better work than some of the other outlets your size.
0: Wow. Which yeah. is
1: really, you know, it's really awesome.
2: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, I genuinely, genuinely enjoyed a lot of these games that I played and I'm proud to write about them. Like, I'm, I was excited to write about them, so
0: sometimes you're not proud to write about a game that's true well i mean that well, that happens yeah
1: sometimes <laughs> you, like <laughs> in the regular cycle too you review a game like there's a game that everyone's excited for and you get a review for it or you get assigned to you uh from me and it ends up being awful and that that feels bad because it's a game that you wanted to to be good nobody likes giving bad reviews but it's a game no. you wanted to be good that ended up being bad and so you have to tell people this is a bad thing that yeah. at the very least you don't ever have to do that. You just get to say, "This is what this game is." Right. This is a preview. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. Let's end out this podcast now that we've talked a lot about packs, and we're actually at the point now. We're just, we're at an hour. All right. Already, we're gonna do dreams and shout out. But listen, last week Phil just fucking talked forever, so we're doing <laughs> lightning round. <laughs> I did think that last week I was like Phil's going pretty long. What well, What did he say last? week? I don't week?
1: remember.
2: Do you probably something about Disney?
0: Am I shitting on Phil unjustly right now, or was it a long time?
2: He won't listen to this. We show can anyway. always shit on Phil. Okay.
0: Never enough like shit on Phil in general, though. Beyond just me making fun of Phil right now. Dreams and Chow out, maybe getting a little long. Yeah. So we're gonna try to do yeah. them fast right concise. now, concise. And Ben, you're already halfway there because you got one of them out of the way. Let's try to do like less than a minute each.
1: Ben, I'm good. Finish it off. Now. You did. I'm dreaming right now about wizardry. Wizardry is a game, I think it was out in 2013. Mm. It went away in 2014 because it didn't gain traction. It's basically an MMORPG, and for whatever reason, it's the only MMORPG that I've ever really gotten into. Super crazy, but they shut it down. So I'm dreaming of something similar, or maybe a resurgence of that game. But I think Sony, by the end of it, was publishing it and shut down the servers. Um, But it's just, it was a lot of fun. There was the permadeath mechanic, too, an MMORPG, which... Does not happen very often It was free uh, Which was awesome Uh, Other than like Microtransactions and stuff Which you could choose to do But it did it in a way That wasn't disgusting Like a lot of them do now So I'm I was just thinking about That game today I used to play it a lot With my brother-in-law And I was just thinking It'd be fun to be able To get back into that world And play some more
0: Hell yeah I'll go dude Go for it Let's
2: freaking go You know what I'm dreaming of What I, I might be a changed man Wow I'm dreaming of Baldur's Gate 3. Whoa. I'm dreaming of Dungeons and Dragons, really. Mm. Honestly, I have been wanting to get into the realm of D&D for a while now, and I think that Baldur's Gate 3 will be a nice transition for me.
0: You should play Divinity. Yeah. If you hate Divinity, you're going to hate this game, and Divinity will only cost you like 20 bucks. Damn. So We'll see how it goes, but I'm
2: dreaming of Baldur's Gate. Okay. Baldur's Gate. Shout out to Cthulhu. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no, no I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but I did have a shout out. Oh yeah, motherfucking shout out to Acer. Oh, oh for, for Acer throwing party. us one hell of a banger. The DJ was good. Was playing Mister
1: Brightside. That was, dude. The, it was they. they They were initially playing some like real bangers. Yeah. But then they realized, oh, this entire crowd is a bunch of white gamers. Yeah. (laughs) So we should yeah, we should play some like nineties and two thousands hits. And they did.
2: But uh but yeah, Mr. Brightside, always a classic, beloved song. And really it was just a good time to be had. So shout out to Acer for throwing a banger of a predator party. Hell yeah. A a party for Predator. No. A predator part. The only no. I was gonna say
1: the only thing about the Acer thing, and I know their line is called Predator, and it has been for a long time, but their merch should say like the, they give us like you know hoodies and hats and stuff like that. Their merch should just say something besides simply the word Predator. Predator. And enemy. I would wear it. More it's often. like has he been labeled? Yeah. yeah <laughs> something. Is
2: this a scarlet letter? Yeah. Right.
0: Damn. Also, what about I'm, you, man? For me. I am dreaming about playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo on my new TV I got today. So I'm planning on doing that this evening. It's going to be fantastic.
1: Real quick, we did a video, you and I. Yes. On the Final Fantasy VII demo that was at PAX. Yes. It did very well. It was, you know, scooting up in the views. And then the the new demo dropped on PS4. Shadow dropped, like, two days later. And, like, I think we've had 20 views or something since then. Nobody cares anymore.
0: Square Enix. Square Enix. Fucking savage. Squanix. Had people, I like that. Squanix. Uh, <laughs> had people fucking wait in line for fucking hours to play old oldest shit demo from E3. Yeah. Only to drop a longer, better demo on PSN with hours. Yeah. After PAX ended. Wow. Crazy. Ballsy. Shout out to my wife, Holly, who hopefully... Well, she said she was going to make me some delicious tacos that oh, I'm going to eat. Nice. Right after we stop recording. Very nice. nice. So shout out to Holly. That's it for the show. And so. That's it. So
1: bye. See ya. See ya.
0: See you later. Hey, Thanks if you're listening hanging. to
1: this, if you are listening to this on Wednesday or, you know, you got it on Wednesday, that means you're a patrons, Patreon supporter. If you didn't, what is your freaking problem? Do it. Head over to Patreon.com. We know there are a lot more people that listen to the show <laughs> than support us on Patreon. And that's okay. We're still here for you. But head over to Patreon. Sign up for a buck. One dollar a month. Twelve dollars a year. A fifth of a video game a year. Of a of a new full price video game a year. And you can help support all of us. At Handsome family. Right.
2: And thanks to the patrons that have already supported. Right. Um, we hope you like the content. We like making it and pax was an absolute blast so be sure to check out all of that content
0: also uh real quick on this feed this week our panel from pax yes will be posted Mm. uh where that's just it's in the list of things so that is going to be this week you'll see it right here on this feed if you want to watch the video it's going to be on our youtube also one more
1: thing yep shout out to balls
0: guarana balls grana the sponsor of this show we appreciate them thanks so much balls make sure to check them out because it's such a good drink we love it it, full of energy many delicious flavors
2: orders directly from the website get it right at your door that's right
0: all right everybody thanks again for listening bye handsome phantom and the hp podcast are fan funded at patreon.com slash handsome phantom Thank you to our Patreon producers, Garrett Morlang, Jared Cavaliero, Ben, and Jason Cannon.